Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hi, everyone. <laughs> we might get started. <laughs> it's okay. So my name is Celia Dottore and my role here at the gallery is Project Officer Artistic Programs for Tarnandi. I'd like to begin by acknowledging that we meet today on the lands of the Ghana people and acknowledge their deep ongoing connections to this country and also to recognise and pay my respects to Ghana elders past, present and emerging. So I've had the absolute privilege and pleasure to work on this incredible exhibition assisting Nikki Cumston, artistic director and curator. And this has been a really, I think, important and timely exhibition for us to present this year. Last week, Nikki spoke and provided a bit of an overview of Open Hands, but I thought today would be a nice opportunity to dig a bit deeper and speak about just one of the projects, one of the 10 projects in this exhibition. And that's the work of Betty Muffler and Marinka Burton, which are displayed on the walls around us here today. So Betty and Marinka are from Awansha Arts in Indolkana, in the Anangu, Pitinjara, Yunkinjara lands in South Australia. So given the really uncertain and challenging times this year, we didn't really know exactly what we were going to be able to show if and when the gallery would reopen and what we were going to get. But it was really important for us to forge ahead and continue to work on this project in all those uncertain times. And also to give the artists an opportunity to make new work and have something to focus on. And during that development phase, we were speaking with Beth Conway, who's the Art Centre Manager um, at Awatcher Arts, and she was talking about how the Art Centre had had really restricted operating hours due to COVID restrictions, which would only allow a couple of artists to work there each day. And normally the Art Centre is the bustling heart of the community. She said that Betty and Marinka were really excited and focused on their Tanadi project. So we're working really hard to make this body of work, um, which was really encouraging and kind of speaks to the role of art centres in the community, in the space that they provide, allowing people to create work and do what they need to do, especially during challenging times. So that was really wonderful for us to hear and made us excited about what we might be able to show. I think this also talks about the role of Tarnadi in providing opportunities for artists to be ambitious and make new work and work in new ways. And Tarnadi has worked with Awancha Arts for many years on various projects. So um, aside from Betty and Marinka this year, we've also shown the work of Vincent Namajira, who you'll know has recently won the Archibald Prize and was previously a Ramsey Art Prize winner but also the work of Peter Munkery and also Kayleen Whiskey, who are both rising stars and were shown in Tarnandi last year. So to Betty and Marinka. <laughs> Betty and Marinka are both highly respected and prolific senior artists in their community, as well as practising Nunkery, so traditional healers. They've worked together for many years, supporting Anangu health and wellbeing, uh, working with the NPY Women's Council. Um, which takes them across the land, supporting mental and physical health. As Nikki mentioned last week, the title of the exhibition, Open Hands, came to her through a series of conversations, as well as weaving workshops, in which she was able to use her hands and think more about the process of making. 
about how that process supports new connections and pathways. And the translation of open hands in Pitanjara is Mara Allah and is used to refer to nunkari or traditional healers, those who contain the healing power in their hands. So there's a lovely synergy there in terms of thinking about the act of making art, but also the role of art as a healing method. This body of work is entitled Nunkari Nura, Healing Country, and is very much about recovery, resilience, and healing. There's a nice little segue here. I've brought a little show and tell <laughs> with me, which is the copy of the September Vogue magazine, which features the work of Betty Muffler. So it's the first time that an Aboriginal artist has featured on the cover of Vogue. <laughs> and Betty was selected to the theme of hope. So um, it's really about thinking about the resilience um, and strength of First Nations people in overcoming adversity and providing hope to the next generation. So this is a lovely little timely um, thing to occur uh, along with this exhibition. So in this space, we have uh, four individual works by Betty Muffler, which are the smaller works, although they're not that small, <laughs> and also two three-metre collaborative works with Betty and Marinka working together. So though they've grown up alongside each other as family um, and have worked together as many years, um, over many years as healers, um, they also live in the same house together. Um, this is actually the first time that they've collaborated um, on an artwork together. Also, aside from painting and drawing, they are um, renowned weavers as well, so multi-talented. The pair are auntie and niece. So Marinka is Betty's brother's daughter. And they were actually raised as sisters. They're very close in age, both septuagenarians, and grew up together at Ernabella Mission, where they attended school. And this is where Betty remained under the care of her brother, which is following the death of her father, related to the effects of the nuclear testing that happened in South Australia in the 1950s at Maralinga and Emu Field. She says that her father went to investigate the smoke, or the black mist, as it's sometimes referred to, from the atomic bombs, and um, became fatally ill. So it's this personal experience of displacement and loss and grief that is a driving force behind her work, not only as an artist, but also as a nunkery. And as an artist, she translates this story, her story, her chukaba, as a means of healing. So in Betty's work, she paints the ancestral creation story of the emu, which is associated with her country near Wataru, which is close to the South Australian and Northern Territory border. And this is a place that was created by the emu. So in particular, the large work behind us, you can see that she paints aspects of this chukaba and the related song lines illustrated by the emu tracks or footprints, depicting the emus stopping to drink at waterholes and following their journey where they made shelter under a rock at Yalungu, which is the site, rock shelter site where Betty was born. The wavy lines that Betty paints represents the water flowing in around the rock holes. Betty speaks about representing the cycle of water and what happens when it rains, the excitement of seeing rock holes filled with water in the middle of the desert. Betty's work is characterised by the very fine, delicate brush strokes, which, whilst Marinka's hand is more visible in the larger gestural paintworks, these bigger, bigger line work and circles. 
They both complement each other beautifully. Barinka was born at Wingalina in Western Australia, which is close to the border of WA and Northern Territory, which is near the site of the Annamara Pitti, the related Jukapur and creation story of the Annamara, the edible caterpillar. The bold lines you can see that she paints are the caterpillar tracks, which Marinka describes as roads created by the caterpillars, mimicking the way that they travel in long straight lines, creating links and pathways between rock holes. Working to together, they use black ink on white ground and white ink on black ground to completely fill these surfaces. And they can also be viewed as nocturnal landscapes which reference the nightly journeys of the Nunkari, whereby they travel in their sleep across vast distances to patients in need. These spiritual journeys are known as Marali, which is a term that is linguistically connected to Mara, hand, and which I understand to be similar to the Western concept of astral projection, um, so which is an out-of-body experience in which the spirit can travel separately from the physical body. Betty re refers to this part of her Nunkari abilities as her eagle spirit, which is passed down from her father as a guiding force so that she can send this spirit across the lands to heal the sick while she sleeps. I'm not sure if anyone has witnessed Nunkari at work and the way in which they use their hands to feel the sickness in the body or bad energy or pain, which they're able to draw that out remove it, and then using their hands, channel back in good energy and wellness. These nightly sojourns or spiritual journeys are the same, but only done beyond the physical realm. Nunkari are chosen at birth, um, and this is an important role that was passed down to both Betty and Marinka through their paternal family lines, um, by their aunt, supported by their aunties, teaching them the healing traditions of countless generations before them. And they are reputed in the community as being the best Nunkari on the lands. <laughs> like in their healing work, these works operate in another realm. They're very powerful, mesmerising and multi-layered compositions um, which document Anangun knowledge systems and connections that transcend many Western concepts of time, space and being. I think they invite us to sit with them for, for some time and to really soak them in. Here the artists have been ambitious, exploring new directions in their practices, working together and experimenting with new materials. There's a physicality to these works that is demanded of the artists due to their scale and their materiality, working with this kind of size, a three metre work on paper, and with such delicate and fragile materials. Paper and ink as well is challenging and the rack reaction of water on the paper gives these works uh, almost geographical form, which you can see, in, especially in these large works. And if you look at them side on, they're almost like the mountain range in the landscape. We felt it would be best as well to present these works as they are, so unframed on the wall, so they can be appreciated in this natural state as beautiful objects in themselves. And with so many artists unable to travel this year, we really wanted to bring in the artist's voice to the exhibition as much as possible. So we've done that through the quotes that are on the wall, but also in the video portraits 
of the artists, and we'll have one by Betty and Marinka very soon that you'll be able to watch in the space and online. But we've also tried to do this in the exhibition book, which is due out in December. And there's a really beautiful um, interview with Betty and Marinka, facilitated by Patrick Hookie, who's a long-term friend and Pitinjar interpreter who's known the artist for many years. And this conversation or series of interviews was conducted over Zoom. So it was a really nice opportunity to do that over a long distance. So the artists were in, in Dolkana and Patrick was in Alice Springs. So it kind of is a sign of the times <laughs> in which we are living and working that we are able to do this. So that's transcribed in the book and I encourage you to, to read that when that's available. It really gives you a lot more insight into the artists, their work and um, this body of work as well. So uh, finally, I just wanted to express how lucky we feel to have these works and to be able to show them and that's really only due to the trust and support and generosity of the artists in sharing their story um, not only with their own communities but also with the broader public so um, for that we're really grateful and thank you all for listening and um, I hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> thank you. Cheers.